Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get a shirt like that. I don't know. In, in my locker? <laughs> Unique colors. Everybody ready? Yep. I'll let Coach open it up with a few brief comments and then raise your hand when you have a question and we'll get a mic to you. I do want to thank our fans. Uh, I thought the atmosphere was great this past Saturday. Uh, our, our student section, uh, I know they're going to be inconvenienced the, this year and, and next. Um, but they were here extremely early uh, to get those good seats, and, and you could feel them. And uh, I, I thought it was an excellent, excellent atmosphere. Uh, the stampede was off the charts. Um, so, again, shout out to Chris Delconi and Drew Martin for um, you know, what they've been able to do in, in two short years here. Um, I thought our guys... Uh, you know, we talked about that game Saturday after, but um, you know, our guys played with a lot of confidence, played fast. Um, we were we were fresh, we were physical, um, and was was proud of the effort. Uh, injury, uh, really, nothing, no changes uh, as to last week, other than uh, Jordan Whittington. Uh, he has torn the adductor off of his pubic symphysis, uh, sports hernia again. Uh, so we are finalizing um, plans to get him to Philadelphia uh, to get that thing fixed again. Uh, last time he had it fixed was in Houston. Uh, this time uh, we're going to send him to one of the godfathers of, of that surgery uh, out there in Philadelphia and hopefully uh, you know, best case scenario is probably four, but we're looking at probably closer to six weeks uh, before we see him again. So uh, your two tailbacks are Keontae Ingram uh, and Roshan Johnson, who just started learning the position 10 days ago. And um, last night at practice, uh, we moved David Benda uh, to tailback, and he'll be practicing uh, and playing there until uh, – Kirk Johnson and, and Daniel Young uh, get nursed back to health. Questions? Raise your hand if you have questions. Yeah. Start with Brian up front. Sorry. Yeah, Tom, about that. I mean, he, did y'all know when he got here that that was an issue? Um, yeah, I wish we'd have known how severe. Uh, it, it was repaired. Um, it was repaired in high school and it nagged him a little bit in, in uh, spring ball, but, I mean, he missed zero practices in spring ball. Um, nagged him a little bit in summer workouts, but he missed zero workouts. I mean, it did not sideline him. Um, so we knew it was nagging, um, you know, and, uh, again, we he was MRI'd, if that's a verb. He, he had an MRI done 
on it uh, a few weeks ago and it was not torn. Uh, and then in a, a play where he got tackled after a, was the pass play? one of his catches, yeah, uh, it's torn. So up until this point, it's just, it had just been like a pain tolerance issue. For mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in person in Philly, uh, that, that's that's a guy that the pros use, right? I don't. I don't know who uses who, but um, I, I do know we've we've sent people over the years to him, uh, all the way back to I think James Casey when he was at Rice. Uh, we flew him out there, but I mean we can get you the the name. I, I can't remember the guy's name. And then about the running back position, I mean obviously not ideal, uh, but how did you how did you grade out uh, Keontae and specifically Roshan with getting a late touchdown, getting him confidence? I would think. Yeah, I thought Keontae played well, um, played really well physically. I think, um, you know, I think he was a, a little too excited sometimes, kind of lacked a, a little bit of patience on a couple runs and um, kind of ran up into the back of his O-line a couple times. And then the good thing is, though, when he's kind of squirted out of that, he usually found a way to make yards and, and make the first guy miss. Uh, and then... Yeah, Roshan is, I mean, it's, I'm glad he was here this spring uh, for the physical development as well as learning the offense. So I, I think it's not near uh, the transition that somebody like David Benda w- will be going through in terms of, you know, Roshan new protections. You know, he, I mean, at a quarterback, you have to know it all. Um, so, so he did that, and I thought he played, played really well he, he, for the limited minutes that he got and um, he'll certainly get a lot more this week though. <laughs> yeah. We'll follow up on that. It might be too loaded of a question, but does it change any way what we know we talk about pitch counts, rep counts and all that kind of thing? Does it change your strategy in any way when you when you're that down in the running back room? Not on game day. I think you gotta do whatever it takes to win. Um, especially when you're playing a top ten team. Uh, with such a good defense like like LSU, so I, I think in practice, you you know, the, these guys have been wearing green jerseys, been non-contact for three weeks, four weeks. So, um, but on game day, you got to turn them loose and do whatever it takes to win. Stay up front, uh, Coach. When you went back and looked at the uh, offensive line, can you give me your assessment of what, how good they looked in your? point of view and can you also talk about Parker Brown's decision to start him and how he looked? Um, yeah, that, that thing went up to the wire uh, in terms of starting him. Uh, we, we knew we wanted to get Shaq out early if possible. His foot was still pretty sore and so kind of on Thursday, Friday morning even just said, well, you know, rather than throw Parker in there cold, um, you know, when we get Shaq out, it, it would be better to start him, let him get in a, a little rhythm, and then when we get Shaq out, then put Denzel in, having had that experience in this offense. Uh, I thought he graded uh, really well. He, he graded out as a champion. Um, I think I think all of the starting offensive line uh, graded out as champions. So uh, they... They played well, uh, certainly not perfect. I thought our communication w- was really good. They, they made some calls. Again, 
when you spend two weeks practicing seven percent blitz and all of a sudden it's you know three out of every four snaps is blitz that's that's a big time adjustment for an offensive line and I thought they handled it well I think 50 or 51 percent of their passing yards came after the score was 31 to nothing somewhere you consider that 340 passing yards a little skewed and and just your your thoughts on how the the corners played and, and the pass defense in general yeah, I, I think any time a team attempts 54 passes, you're going to give up a few passing yards. Um, so, again, like you said, when you're up 31 nothing, um, and you're stopping the run as well as we were stopping the run, there's really only one option for them. And, and you know, you're, you're, you're not going to hold them to zero. I don't, I don't know very many teams that, that have zero yards passing at the end of a game. Um, so I, I thought it was it was good. I mean, we, we still, um, you know, have work to do. I think we can eliminate some of those yards by assignment issues that that um, that we still busted. But I thought our, our technique and our physicality was was pretty good. On your left, Chip. Tom, kind of along those lines, can you talk about how Deshaun and Anthony Cook and Kobe looked like Jalen had a pretty good day, but how the other three graded out after looking at the film? Yeah, um, Jalen graded out as, as a champion. Uh, none of those other three guys did. I don't know if it was um, because of reps or, or anything like that, but um, they played okay. I mean, uh, it's certainly well enough to, to get a 45 to, to 14 victory over a team that threw the ball 54 times. So, um, but we know we've got to get better as the season progresses. That battle continues then. That that other corner is up for grabs this week. I don't. I mean, it, every position in our program is. And Dave Aranda, can you just talk about your relationship with him going back to your time together at Cal Lutheran? Yeah, great relationship with Dave. Um, enjoyable guy to be around. Very cerebral. Um, you know, he came in. I think I actually hosted him on his. A visit to, to Cal Lutheran and uh, came in as a player. Uh, medically, he'd had five or six shoulder surgeries, so he, he was done pretty early. Uh, so he transitioned into student coach, but um, we've stayed in touch throughout the years. I, you know, I, I remember uh, when I was named special teams coordinator at Sam Houston State, he was at Texas Tech, and I actually drove from, from Huntsville all the way to Lubbock to spend a couple days trying to learn some special teams, you know, drills and whatnot. And, you know, we, he was nice enough to have me stay at his apartment, all that stuff. So um, we bounce ideas off each other uh, quite regularly. Haven't in the last couple of years because we knew we were, we were going to be playing each other. But, um, you know, prior to us finding that part out, you know, we've, we've stayed in, in pretty close contact in terms of um, – you know the football part of it, and then you know, interestingly enough, um, Dave has a lot to do with with me hiring Todd Orlando five years ago. Um, if you, you trace the lineage, you know, Todd was at Utah State when we hired him at, at Houston, and when Todd went to Utah State, he was going to replace Dave Aranda when Dave went to Wisconsin, and so a lot of the a lot of what Todd uh, 
did then, obviously we've evolved, Todd has evolved, but what Todd did then was um, a lot of what was a, a carryover from what Dave was doing at, uh, at Utah State. And, um, you know, I know when, when I was calling around about Todd as well that Dave was somebody I leaned on pretty heavily because he was still in touch with, with those guys there at, at Utah State. And he said it, it's a no-brainer, can't miss. And um, so kind of everything's intertwined there. In the middle, Kurt? We've got a lot of games with SEC teams. Saturday, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida coming up. You almost feel like you're in the SEC. <laughs> you know. uh, what goes into scheduling those games? I guess you and Chris work closely together. The ones that weren't already scheduled, certainly. Um, I, I know it's his vision to to have a marquee uh, non-conference home game every other year. Um, and so really at the end of the day, it's, he comes to me with suggestions and, excuse me, and then it's a, yeah, I'm good with it or no, I'm not good with it. Um, but knowing what his objective is, is to give our fan base a, um, you know, a, a pretty big heavy hitter, uh, you know, at least once every other year at home. And as far as their reputation, do you think the SEC's far ahead of other leagues, Power Five leagues, or you think it's mostly Alabama and they benefit from that rep? What do you mean by far ahead? Well, a lot of people think it's the premier conference in the country. Uh, it seems to have that reputation. I guess you disagree. So. I look at records. Yeah. Um, and I look at the records over the last three years against non-conference opponents. Um, I look at schedules. I, I, I don't. It's not my job to judge what conference is better than the other. But I know this: you're not. I haven't had one NFL scout or general manager tell me they're drafting kids based on a patch on their on their jersey or um, anything like that. So conferences are. Are, are great in terms of uh, geographical uh, regionalization, but beyond that, I don't know that anybody's qualified to say which one's better or worse than another. I mean, play the games. On your left, Mark. You said uh, last week you might have an update on more this, this week, and also is is that a coach's decision? AD, president, how does that whole thing work? Uh, Josh Moore, yeah. he he is uh, suspended indefinitely, and um, we'll continue to monitor uh, what's going on with him. Uh, we're handling the, the punishment internally, but he is still, uh, you know, practicing and, and running uh, with the scout team. Is that your decision? Do you decide when, if and when he plays, or is it somebody else? Uh, it's with with counsel uh, from multiple people, mainly uh, Chris Del Cani, uh, but I don't know that it's one person's decision. Thank you. Mm-hmm. On your left, on your right, <coughs> Tom, there were a lot of questions about the front seven in the offseason. None of you as a coach wondered how they would perform under the bright line. So what were your first impressions of that group? I thought the front three played really well. Uh, you know, Malcolm you felt Malcolm, you know, Taquan graded out as a champion. I thought, you know, what they were doing, you know, throwing the ball 54 times and 
uh, getting it out as quickly as they were. You know, Keandre's game was, was a bit neutralized. Um, but uh, he played well when, when his opportunity arose. You know, the linebackers were, uh, Jeffrey played, McCulloch played really well. Joseph obviously played really, really well. You know, Deli and, and Juwan, it was good to get their, their feet wet. Uh, I mean, they, they didn't kill us by any stretch, um, but they had some first game kind of jitters and alignment issues, but um, still confident uh, we are in, in, in those guys. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow and the need to your first game Saturday? Did he ever? Yeah, I mean, played a half and completed what a pass to 14 different receivers and four or five touchdowns or something like that. I mean, what are my thoughts? I love Joe. I mean, I, I recruited him. I got to know his family. Um, he's a coach's kid. You know, his dad's the defense coordinator at Ohio University. Um, uh, he reminds me a lot of our guy. You know, he's, he's physically, mentally tough. He's uber competitive. He's a leader amongst leaders. Uh, so to, to say you got to pressure him, yeah, I mean, as with any good quarterback, uh, you do. But, you know, we got DB coaches that are saying, well, hang on, let's, can, we, can we cover him every now and again too and, and, and give my guys some help? So you've got to vary the looks. I, I don't think you can, you know, just – say we're going to dial a blitz up every snap and, and say we're, we're good enough to hold up in the back end, especially as, as smart as Joey is in terms of you know, knowing where his issues are and where his matchups are. You know, we, we, we definitely know how intelligent he is and, and be cautious with, with how we approach that. Middle, Ed, Coach, do you have a relationship with Ed Orgeron and can you speak his language? <laughs> not not really I mean we're cordial uh, I mean I don't know that you know we've talked on the phone or gone out to dinner I know that but um, when we see each other uh, you know it's hey how you doing catching up all that stuff and I don't know I he is um, <laughs> you it is unique his, his language certainly thank you coach Got you Tom, I know every game is its own biggest deal, but obviously to have two name programs, they're going to be top ten tomorrow here, all in pageantry. What does that mean as you continue to, to build this program? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to downplay the significance of, of the matchup. I, th I think it's uh, really important. It's important for us. It's uh, we we kind of understand that. To, to get to where we want to go as a program that we're going to have to play in and, and win these kind of games. Um, and to do it against another you know, top ten opponent is, is pretty cool, especially at home. Uh, but I also know that um, you know, Bob Bowlesby is not going to be handing out the, the Big 12 championship trophy after this game either. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to try our best to go 1-0 and uh, this week, but we also know that there's a, a bigger picture goal out there as well. Back left. Ben? Uh, getting back to Joe, you know, the LSU's she's talked a lot this offseason about how to sort of change the offense. Does he look like a different player to you? What's he doing better? What kind of pressure does he put on your defense? What challenge does he pose there? 
Oh, he's distributing the ball. I, I think that's the biggest thing. They're, they're playing with pace. I mean, they're, they're going to get lined up and snap the ball faster than, than La Tech even. Um, and and he's, he's bright enough to handle that. And, and um, you know, so obviously there's going to be somewhere on the field, especially as spread out as, as they have been, at least against uh, Georgia Southern, um, you know, there's going to be some numbers or leverage issues somewhere and He's he's pretty dang good at, at finding where those those matchups are. And as far as their defense is concerned, what's the big challenge for you? What's the lesson that you guys are ever going to try to take from this game, not just for the result, but just moving forward? I, I don't know. We haven't just, played it yet. Okay. I just mean like what as far as their like what they do defensively. What's the big challenge for you guys? For our offense against their defense? Oh. Uh, one, the size and strength up front. I mean, three guys that are starting uh, up front that are well over 300 pounds. I think one or two over 350 pounds. Uh, and then, you know, Caleb on chase on as the, you know, kind of the edge setter, pass rusher. I mean, he, he's elite. And then they've got, they've got two All-Americans in the secondary as well. So um, this will be as talented a, of, of a defense as, as we have seen. Uh, in our time here, and um, and and it's not just heavy in one area, you know. I mean, we're, it's not just hey, they're great in the secondary, but they're average up front. I mean, they're they're they've got NFL players at, at pretty much every position. Back middle, Steve. Coach, you guys always talk about how you learn more about your team from the first game to the second game than any other time of the season. How, what did you learn about your team? Um, and we lost another running back for a while. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, I don't know. I, I, I had a. I think we all had a. As a staff, had a pretty good pulse on on who the, who these guys are. I, I love the personality of this team. I've said that, you know, throughout training camp. I, I get up. In the morning, I, I really like coming to work. I like coaching these guys. They're, um, you know, we talk about the. We have different levels of, of of teammates. One of them is defiant. You know, we we have none, if any, or you know, very few, if any, defiant guys. Guys that refuse to to do things your way. Then you know, there's the compliant guy that may not truly believe in what you're doing but he's he's going to do just enough to to stay out of trouble and and mind his p's and q's uh you've got the committed guys that that do believe and and are are really um you know focused on on making themselves better um through the process of our culture and then kind of the highest level guys is compelled when we talk about those guys are the guys that really feel it in their heart and they're compelled to spread the word spread the culture bring other people with them so um, we've got a lot of committed and compelled guys on on this team very few that are merely compliant and I can't even think off the top of my head if we have any that are defiant and so um, that's probably the biggest thing is just uh, I found out Saturday night that that how we were feeling leading up to training camp about this this team was was probably pretty accurate Stay in the middle. Chris? 
college game days here for the first time in a decade. Uh, what does that mean for the program, and more so, what does it mean for the program and its kind of attempted rise? Yeah, I think it's great for our fans. It's great for our university. I mean, this is one of the premier public institutions in the country. And um, to be able to showcase it um, in front of that many eyeballs, I think, is, is really important. It's great for the city of Austin. Uh, you know, this is the, I think, U.S. News and World Report, I think three years in a row now, this is the number one city in America to live in. Um, so to be able to showcase our city. Uh, and then it's, it's, it's great for recruiting because we, we know that, you know, recruits wake up and, and they watch that show. And... Um, you know, we want to put our best foot forward and um, show off our players, you know, with all the different features they have and, and all of that. And um, I think part of your question was, you know, in terms of the, the rise of our program, I don't, I don't know that, you know, winning is probably the, the best thing to help the rise of your program. Um, but we enjoy it when, when they're here. And, and you know, it's, it's they've been in Dallas you know, for a couple of those, those Red River games, but to have them on campus is is pretty special. Up front, Mike. Coach, the lights were pretty bright this past Saturday. They're going to be even brighter this Saturday. What impressed you about some of the younger players that had a chance to play this past weekend? That they, they didn't care <laughs> how bright the lights were. Um, I, I thought, for the most part, they, they handled it well, you know, I think Jake Smith's, you know, first play as, as a Texas Longhorn was a punt, as a punt returner. You know, that's um, never easy to go do. Certainly, um, you know, and some of those other. I mean, Tyler Owens had a great hit hit on and tackle on kickoff coverage. I thought David Benda played really well. You know, we got Kenyatta got got to get some some reps at corner there late in the game and and did well. And so uh, the way that the game went was was certainly helpful because those guys got their feet wet and now it's it's not new anymore. Um, but they, even so, they've responded pretty well. On your left over here, Kalen. Coach, um, have you ever dealt with a running back situation where you've only had, like within your coaching career ever, have you only had like two running backs? Never. <laughs> I mean, you think about this. I, I, I actually wrote it down today and <clears throat> This is mind-boggling. So our, our running back room was supposed to look like this. You had Ingram, Whittington, Johnson, Young, Brown, okay, and then Jarrett Smith, who we, we all thought was a, a really good run, uh, walk-on running back that could help us. Five of them gone for multiple weeks, four of them being scholarship uh, running backs. So, no. I, I don't. I've never heard of it happening, let alone it, it happening uh, to me. But um, you know, kudos to the Roshan Johnsons and Mason Ramirez's and David Bendas of the world for um, you know saying, "Coach, whatever this team needs, I'll do," and, and they've done it well. On your right, along those lines, Tom, you got a kid like Roshan who's taking snaps as a third quarterback. Probably doesn't expect to see the field to back up tailback against the top ten. What do you see in his eyes and his? demeanor since that change oh he's he's taken to it like a like a fish to water you know I think he's he's a really competitive guy too so when he when he makes a mistake 
you know, he's really hard on himself. And it's like, bro, you've been playing this position for 10 days. We, we kind of un- understand, like, you're not going to be perfect. And so um, he's tough. I, yeah, I, I have no doubt that, you know, he'll play well regardless of the competition just because he's he's that fierce of a competitor. Back middle, and Hey, Coach, um, I saw the – there's only one DBU T-shirt on Saturday. And uh, historically, both these programs have uh, great DBUs. How do you temper and control the motions of the guys in that room? And uh, I'm guessing there's nothing to be said to go out and play to prove that you're the only – one and only DBU. Coach. Yeah, I, again, that's – for nobody really to decide. I mean, it's, we're talking about opinion, um, and we can base those opinions around facts. But the facts that we use are the opinions, then too, right? I mean, we, we somebody's got to make a choice to decide what what fa- what numbers and statistics are we going to use. And um, so there, there's a lot of teams across the country that um, you know have really good traditions at that position. That was. Um, uh, a Michael Huff idea, um, go figure, right? Uh, and then Captain Jones, Brandon, uh, asked me if, if I'd be okay with him wearing it during pregame. I said, sure, if it, if it makes you play better, absolutely. Attack for two last one, Dallas, and then Brian. I was just wondering, when's the last time you saw Devin Duvernay drop a pass, and when's the last time you saw a streak like this in a game? Uh, in a game, I don't think I have. And we've, we've been together for three years. Um, in practice, it's it's very rare. I mean, I can't. I literally can't remember when and if um, I've seen one. He, he's the thing about him. I, I don't know about the streak or what, whatever that is. I I hope you just didn't <laughs> jinx us. Um, but uh, I do know he just he's so strong and he's he's really competitive. And I think that's what. What helps him is he's, he's just a really strong guy. Time for one last one, Brian. One more running back question. Just, you know, how how does this change your philosophical approach to how you want to attack this week? Because I'm sure that the GAs, if they gave you a packet and said, "Here, you run these plays," well, maybe now you can't, or you can't do it the way you wanted. No, how does it I change the game plan. It doesn't. You know, I'm now if both those guys get hurt then the game plan will change significantly but I don't I don't think you, you ever um, try to game I mean they're they're really good against the run too so let's let's right. not uh, um, you know think that they're not you know so I, I, it will not change uh, the, the, the game plan we're confident in Keontae we're confident in Roshan and um, now, if something were to go awry in the middle of the game, then right. we'd kind of have to change courses midstream. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Coach. Coach. Thanks, Coach. Stop.